Doing a little building project here. Let me get this untangled. It's a plumb line, is it not? Yes. And if my hand were perfectly still, I would be able to look below and to be able to work and to make sure what is going on above matches what is going on below. And everything would come out well, a straight wall, a centered line, a centered post, things of this nature. Now, if it were me, I, I think we'd really need to just kind of tack it onto something because I've had too much caffeine this week. That's what's kept me alive, I think, at Higher Things Conference. And my hand would be shaky. It wouldn't be a proper plumb line because the plumb would be swinging because of all the shaking going on up here. It'd be a moving hand, and a moving hand's no good to hang a plumb line from. With plumb and with all this plumb line talk, I suppose you want what's on the bottom to line up with the top. That's the whole point. And Amos brings this message, and really the Lord brings the message to Amos, because Amos sees a vision, and who's holding the plumb line but the Lord himself? If there ever was, ever was a steady hand from which to hang a plumb line, it's the Lord's. And I'm not speaking so much because he just can hold his hand perfectly still because of his almighty power, but because of his perfect law with which to judge that which is below. That's what I'm saying. Jeroboam below is not right. The Lord can hang the plumb line and he can see that his center is way off. One thing, his center should be in Jerusalem and the temple there, but it's not. He's got a false god temple in Bethel. He's moved the location. He's forsaken the Lord his God. John the Baptist could hang a plumb line too with the words that go from his mouth. Pure, holy words given by the Holy Spirit to condemn Herod. Now think of this. Amos. Upper class if there ever was one, probably, right? Not a prophet, so he doesn't come from that lower class level, I guess. He's upper class. He's shepherd over shepherds. And he goes and he becomes a prophet because the Lord sends him. John, priest's son, yes, but he goes off into the wilderness, clothed with camel's hair, eats locust wild honey, bizarre, right? Seemingly strange, but prophet, and he preaches against Herod, and he's able to say, Herod, you're off. All this stuff going on with Herodias is, you know, this is wrong. This is wrong. Now, I'd say the temptation for this particular sermon would be, now let's talk about America and politics. And now let's talk about how we should look to our leaders and condemn them as unjust. And I suppose we could, and we could rightly do so for a while. How they are not lining up with God's word, especially toward the unborn in this land. The greatest holocaust ever happening under our own eyes in our own country. And we could go off and we could become self-righteous and I could challenge you to do something. And maybe you'd do it for a little bit. That might be good, and that might be exactly what's needed, I suppose. But let's move on from that. 
consider that all your challenge. A plumb line top down, how does God's plumb line line up with you? Instead of just using it to blast those who are in authority over us, then maybe even rightly so, if we're measuring by God's line, let's line it up with you. You see, some things that can mess the plumb line up is what's going on below. If you start out and with a wrong center down below, or you move it, well, the plumb line's not going to match up. You might be able to pull it even. You could pull it like this. Maybe you should get it back out, right? So it wouldn't be straight, but it'd be like this, completely diagonal. Any eye could see that that's not level. It's going to be a terrible wall, and it needs to be destroyed. What idols do we have in our own hearts that are causing us to move God's plumb line to say, match up with me, to pull it away from God's center so that the line looks like this instead of a straight one? Because we can pull that law all around, we can change it, and then we can build up our wall based upon how we thought the center should be. Just like Jeroboam did. The center is going to be Bethel. The center is going to be the idols there, not the true God. What center do you have in your heart? What kind of worries do you have of the future? What kind of fear do you have over money and not money? What kind of words pop up in your mind when you hear God's law and you say, yeah, but it doesn't apply in this way and that? Or, but it's 2018 after all. You don't know how the world works. God, excuse me? God doesn't know how the world works. God doesn't know how your heart should be. You see, what is up above should be lining up with what is below. And yes, God can still look down upon His creation and say things have gone awry. We need preachers like Amos and John. Preachers that maybe even didn't want to be preachers like Amos and say, hey, but the Lord has sent me to prophesy and he sent me to bring this message to you. And it's not an easy message. He tells the very king himself that he's going to die by the sword. That ain't easy to preach. And I suppose we can look in our land. When we consider rulers like Jeroboam and Herod, We can maybe look to the future and say, is opposition coming here? What's going on with what we once called rights and how this term is now being used? What's going on with hate speech and the government infiltrating the pulpits and things of this nature? Changing how one would even preach the very words of God to God's people, saying, you can't do that anymore. You're violating human rights. Excuse me? Yes, maybe opposition is coming in our land. We've seen it play out in other regions, and we see sort of the seeds happening, but we need to get those seeds out for sure, and we need to fight that. But what kind of opposition is happening in your own heart? It's not enough to simply condemn others and just go upon pharisaically and hypocritically. 
What kind of opposition to God's word is happening right there when you look in the mirror? What we need are prophets like Amos and and John. We need prophets who will give us the word of God neat, straight, no chaser. Give it to me straight up. That is it. And if I stand condemned, I bow my knee and say, you are right. I am wrong. My center is off. I am a poor, miserable sinner that has played God and I thought I could play God like a fiddle, but I can't. You see, we need the chief prophet. The one when Herod got wind of Jesus and Herod got wind of his disciples being sent out and casting out demons and healing, Herod himself goes, this must be John the Baptist raised from the dead. It's weird that we get that after, you know, before the report of how John died. But that's the way it happens in the scriptures. We need the chief prophet, Jesus Christ. We need the one who really was raised from the dead to speak to us, right? And we need the one who came down from heaven above, from that top of the plumb line. He didn't just stay up there, God, and say, things are really messed up. They're going to keep building walls and babbles, and they're going to keep tumbling on down. We needed that one to take upon our human flesh and come down and set that plumb line right. To get the center back. To unite the things in heaven and the things on earth. And we are united in that one person, Jesus the Christ. He's the one who took upon our flesh. He's the one in whom we have all died and we are all going to be raised and we now rise even every day to live and serve Him in righteousness and purity because we're baptized into Him. His life is our life. As we see Jesus, so we see ourselves. We see mankind right. A plumb line true or whatever we want to say. Straight. Level. Perfect. And that is the only way that you and I, here below on earth, line up with heaven through our Savior Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. In that fullness of time, he was sent to unite heaven and earth. And only in him does the wall start being built. And what we realize is it's not built on shifting sand or a shifting point and it's going to just need to be torn down. But He builds you up into a holy house, this holy nation and priesthood, His people, His church, His building, and the walls are so perfectly straight. Because He's the one building it. So that's who you are in Jesus. That's who you are because of Jesus. He's the one who has taken all of our mess here below, put it into himself, and died for it all on the cross so that he could look at you and say, with a plumb line in hand, ah, 
Once you were not my people, now you are my people. Once you were nobodies, now you are my own possession, heirs. Once you were way off, and now I've made you right. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.